0: Hey, traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, April 26, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the market really didn't go anywhere. From high to low, the range today was very, very narrow. So certainly on light volume, there was no conviction one way or the other what type of conviction are we referring to? Institutional participation or institutional conviction. Today, the total volume on the SPY was just over 53 million shares. The average daily volume based on the rolling 90-day average is about 89 million shares. So significantly less than the average volume tells us right out of the chute. No institutional conviction or participation. So from the daily chart perspective, there's really no takeaways from today's activity the market didn't do anything however there is a takeaway from today's market activity and there's also takeaways from the chart there's always something to learn no matter what the market does is there anything jumping off the page on the daily chart well nothing new jumping off the page but there is some information that we can take to the bank a the trend is your friend until she dumps you the market's in an uptrend that is the dominant thing. If there was a sudden change in character, for example, and we had tremendous volume, we had an intraday reversal, some type of a gap in crap, for example, then we have something different to talk about. But until and unless we do, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. We're in the middle of a melt-up operation. Can we have one of those bona fide blow-off tops? We never really had a blow-off top. Let's redefine what a blow-off top is. It's different than a melt-up. So let's say the market melts up, it melts up, it melts up, and then all of a sudden it starts to rise, and for two or three or maybe even more days, could be one day, but the market all of a sudden goes into some type of fast pace, got to get somewhere in a hurry. All of a sudden, the S&P's up 40, 50, 60, 80 handles, something like that, and that either is part of or the blow-off top that we're referring to. Now, we don't know that that's coming, but it's an awareness. It's something to watch out for. Generally speaking, those blow-off tops will be accompanied by some type of imminent reversal. When we see one, we'll comment on it. When and if we see one after a blow-off top, that may be a sign and or signal of a trend change. Again, this is all presumptuous. I'm giving you what's inside my head. We're doing a little bit of a inside-my-head data dump. What else do we have on the docket? Well, guess what? There's a lot on the docket this week. This is really where the earnings will begin to come fast and furious. There's going to be an earnings release bonanza this week. So we have that. What else do we have? Oh no, we have Kabuki Theater. The Federal Reserve, FOMC, Federal Reserve Open Market Committee, will meet for two days this week. They meet on Tuesday and Wednesday, culminating Wednesday will be some kind of an interest rate decision, some announcement, some verbiage, some question and answer period during a press conference, all that stuff will give the market an opportunity to whip around. It's an opportunity to drop them. It's an opportunity to spike them. They rarely, sometimes they do, but they rarely pass up an opportunity to utilize kabuki theater to jam the market in one direction or the other. Doesn't necessarily happen right away. Sometimes it doesn't even happen the same day. Sometimes it happens the following day. These are all awareness things. We don't know what's going to happen during and after Kabuki Theater. What we're doing is setting the table so that we all have the awareness. If you have the awareness, and then later on, for example, on Wednesday, you have the numbers, all of a sudden, you have the majority of the battle in the ready and waiting. So net, net, daily chart, pretty standard operating procedure, grinding melt-up operation. How about the 240 chart? Do we gain any information from the 240 chart? Well, what we do have in the last three or so candles on this 240 chart is what? Is the makings, the beginnings, the setup of a bull flag type of deal going on. Now, the risk on these bull flag deals is that they wanna run a test all the way down to the low or toward the low of the last breakup candle. Well, where is that? Well, here's the low of the last breakup candle. It's 412.79. From current price, you're talking roughly, give or take, about 50 S&P handles. So that wouldn't feel good if you're trading a bull flag for a move higher. That's why there's risk involved in those particular patterns. There's risk in everything, But here, you have to understand the risk because even if they came down, and this is just chart lesson 101. It's not really saying what's going to or not going to happen on this particular chart, but here's the deal. If they came down to run a test of the low or toward the low of the breakup candle, well, guess what? It doesn't really take all the bullishness off the table. It takes the bullish flaggish thing off the table. That doesn't mean... There's not another bullish type of scenario or setup in the making, or at least active, and there would be if that's the case. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you should take the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, because all this stuff is picked apart, deciphered, taught, explained in that course. These videos are the continuing education. The course is the foundation of how the markets work. Inside the numbers, which we'll get to in a little while, is more like a PhD type of setup. Anything different on the 120-minute chart? Not really. It's just a stretched out version of the 240. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, period, full stop. Hourly chart is a confirmation of the 120 and the 240 chart. Again, just a stretched out version of both. Time to check out what happened inside the numbers. Now, obviously, we know it was a quiet day, so we're not expecting a lot from inside the numbers, but let's go see what the numbers were and see if even knowing the numbers could have benefited you if you were, in fact, inside the numbers. And by the way, even if there's no trade on the board, just to see that the numbers are working is information that we can take away. Why is that? Because when the market does move, and it ends up moving into a spot, whether it's on the upside or the downside, into a spot where there's an important number and it's on time, guess what? We wanna know about it, that's why we need to know the numbers are working. Happy Monday, wake up pretty flat, nothing going on during the overnight electronic session. So we already know about that. So what do we have in the early thoughts? Well, this is the setup for the day, so, If you're coming to the market each and every day expecting to profit, then you have to come prepared. You have to have some pregame warmups. So let's see what the pregame warmup or the early thoughts were today. They got to within shooting distance before the close on Friday. Once they get somewhat close, the big fat round numbers begin to attract price toward them like magnetic force. We're talking about ES4200. We're talking about SPY. 420, that's the spot we're talking about. That's the magnetic draw currently. They came up short, they spike it through, they hit them on the nose. We don't know which one's gonna happen which time. These are awareness things. We have some numbers down here, 41475. and there's a just-in-case stuff going on because you don't know how they're gonna open the day. You don't know how they're gonna open the week. So we come prepared with numbers. If the market starts moving and it's moving in a hurry, we're already pre-prepared. We don't have to get the deer in the headlights look and say, "Uh uh-oh, what do we do with this? We're already going to know what we're going to do because we have southern numbers. We have northern numbers. There's a gap we're talking about, 412.30. Doesn't that sound similar to the number we discussed off the 240 chart? So these numbers repeat for different reasons, different spots, on different charts, and when that happens, you know it, we begin to get a full stack. Again, more awareness stuff inside my head. 4.17.50, that was in the pre-market cited. You'll see that repeat over and over and over again. We'll circle back to stocks on the move after running through the commentary, and the commentary won't take long today. So let's see what else we have as the market begins to get the day going. You'll start to see 4.17.50 right out of the chute. So we're aware of that number. They would want to run a test of that number. And just in case you missed it, this is the early thoughts. On the flip side, getting back inside Friday's close, 4.16.72, and at the time they were down in the pre-market a little bit, not much, opens the door for a test of 4.17.50 and higher. So they started to do that leading up into the opening bell, So, right at the opening bell, they did the thing where they run a test of 417.50 and closing candles above is bullish and opens the door for a test of the highs at least. Things were quiet. We put up another stock on the move on the board. It didn't hit its number, but we're looking. Now, here's really all we have to worry about for the next several hours because nothing happened. 417.50 was our pivot. Above 4.17.50, and they'll make a run for the highs from last week. Below 4.17.50, and they may run some tests on some other stuff. 4.17.50 is the pivot. Let's see what else we have. And there it is, 9.55. 4.17.50 is our early pivot. Looked important in the pre-market. Looks important during the regular session. So it's quiet. 4.17.50 keeps repeating. We're moving along. After the first hour, 417.50 is still the pivot, and we're moving along. Nothing's going on. They're eating time off the clock. We're rediscussing discussing the magnetic force up at 4200. So, lunchtime update. So they came back to run a test and are below 417.50. What's below? Not that far away, but 416.95, give or take, is the next spot of support. So that was during lunchtime, but that was important. So I posted it, On the board, let's get our faculties with some imagery. We think in terms of pictures. So here's a picture of a five-minute SPY chart. The lower horizontal trend line is at 416.95. We just talked about that number. Just for kicks, low of day is 416.97. Support was 416.95, give or take. Now, this happened too late in the day, but it was discussed early in the day. The second number, or the upper trend line you see, horizontal trend line, is 417.50. So you see what happened. As long as they're above it, they're going to want to run a test of the high from last week. Once they get below it, it opens the door for 416.95, give or take. How you doing? Isn't that precisely what was discussed? Now, sometimes they don't do it in a manner in which it's tradable. Sometimes it's not tradable for one reason or another. Sometimes we don't wanna trade it. Sometimes the exact opposite is true. Sometimes it's as juicy as a big bottle of juice. Let's move along, see what else we have as the afternoon runs through. 4.1750 is the pivot, yada, yada, yada. We know all that. One they they're beginning to drip a little below 4.1750, so the door opens for 4.1695, give or take. Still, we don't know that they can get all the way there, but if they do, there should be a bounce from that spot. Closing candles below 416.64 means there's some other destination on the south side, moving along. And into the end of the day, they really didn't do much other than in the last 30 minutes or so, they did the thing where they run down to run a test of 416.97. They bounce away. You saw the rest on the chart. It's all funny how that works. Sometimes it doesn't work in the manner that's conducive to a trade. And to the end of the day, anything goes, number one. And number two, you're running out of time on the clock. So if you're a trader that doesn't necessarily wanna hold something overnight, and you take a trade with 20 or 30 minutes left into the end of the day, what are you running the risk of? You're running the risk of taking on more risk than you signed up for. If you wanna treat this as a business, you have to treat it as a business. We've gotta take a peek at stocks on the move. Now, there was a glitch here, the entry hit column isn't working today for some reason. However, we had one that hit its price objective, one that was a heartbreaker, so we're gonna look at two charts. The first one we'll look at was the heartbreaker, the second one was the one that did the deal. The first one we'll look at is BNTX, The next one is ACI or Albertsons. Here's your heartbreaker. So we've got a buzz cut going on at the open. 161.47 is posted on the board bright and early. In the first five minute candle of the day, it makes a low of 161.72, the low of 161.54 in the next candle, and that in fact was low of day. Might as well show you the whole ball of wax on this one. So this was pretty simple. It was a gap but not all gaps are created equal. This one was slightly different because the market ate a bunch of time off the clock before it gapped up. So this gap is really a breakout area. There's others on the chart, of course, but this was certainly a breakout area. So you begin to see where I'm making a case for a full stack, so I wanna look deeper. I find what I need, it's on the board. So here we are on the 60-minute chart, and the closing price in this candle is 161.47. So that's the gap. So that's the number. Sometimes you don't want to make it any more complicated than that. If the number feels like the duck, the duck being when it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. It's generally going to be a duck the majority of the time. From time to time, there's an ugly duck. I get that. But most of the time, using the 80-20 rule, yeah, it's gonna be the gap within reason. Now, what happens when I flip over to a 10-minute chart, for example? You can see here that since the low of day in this candle was 161.54, 161.56 in this candle, and this gap, as far as I'm concerned, 161.90 is where it fills the white space. That's really all I care about. I understand other traders consider gaps filled at other prices. I don't really care. This works for my purposes. Well, guess what? This one came up short of one number and spiked through the other, and that's part of the thing. Sometimes you just don't know. When they want to split hairs for pennies, sometimes they leave you at the altar, sometimes they pick you off on target, sometimes they spike it by a few. You just don't know. This is one of those heartbreakers. I mean, look where this thing finished out the day, finishes near the highs, closing out the day, 174.65 from a 161.47 would-be entry, missed it by that much. There's a method to the madness. The reason why I spent so much time on a heartbreaker was to show you that when you go down to the intraday charts, Sometimes they fill a gap on one chart, sometimes they don't on another, and therein lies sometimes where we split hairs for pennies. How about Albertsons? We can just stay on the 30-minute chart for this one. 1780 was the number, they came into the number, they turned around, went back in the other direction. There's no need to make it any more complicated than that. The numbers work. Here's another method to the madness. So if you're watching a five-minute chart, Looks like they're trading into the abyss. When they come into the number here, they spike through it. It looks like the chart is breaking down. What happens when you look at a 10-minute chart? All of a sudden, they bounce off that area, and they put in some kind of a tail candle. Flip it over to a 15-minute chart, and the tail gets more convincing that that was a low. Gets even better when you go into a 20-minute chart. And if you've taken the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, you'll know what I'm talking about. How many charts need to confirm that they're putting in a low before we get the point that they're putting in a low? We just looked at every chart greater than a five-minute chart, and it showed low. Why do traders look at only short-term charts? How about five-minute, three-minute, one-minute tick charts? They don't have enough data. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it what's going on over in camp IWM? Above the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. Nice big day on Friday. Nice big day today. Right back into bullish mode. Now, what we have to recognize and also is a puzzle piece that's on the table is the IWM is not at new highs. The S&P is at new highs. The Dow's around new highs. So all these markets, NASDAQ, All these markets are flirting or have exceeded their former all-time highs, whether they were last week or before, but the IWM, which incidentally is my favorite market-leading indicator, is not at new highs. Not to say they won't make another new high, it's just interesting to note, therefore it is a puzzle piece, and it's on the table. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department? They were down today, but they were down one quarter of one percent. We cannot make a federal case out of that. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. This chart really isn't telling us anything in particular. It's a grind higher. It's a melt up. It happens to be a down day in the middle of all that. We're just going to move it along. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? They're pushing on the highs. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. You see the difference between this one and the IWM. The IWM isn't at new highs. Why is that? It's a divergence, and we know what's going to happen with divergences. Either the rest of the market's going to catch up to the IWM because it's not confirming, so they're going to turn it around, or the IWM will make new highs and catch up to everybody else. While it's in divergence mode, we have to pay attention because if we start to see other divergences surface, that's the market telling us something. Do we speak the language of the market? The financials. Now, here's a tail candle on the daily chart. So that's interesting, but we look down at the volume for confirmation that maybe there was some kind of an intraday turnaround consisting of institutional participation, and what we see is less than the average daily volume on the rolling day basis, rolling 90-day basis. So what do we do with that? We note it, we're aware of it, but for our purposes here, the XLF was up 17 cents, one half of 1%. That's about all she wrote. When you look at the hourly chart, we always seem to be able to point this stuff out on the XLF, so I always find it fascinating. So here's a breakup candle, and the low happens to be 35.50. Okay, what's the low of day after that was made? 35.48, and they closed the day at 35.51. Are there any accidents or coincidences in the market? And of course, you know, the answer is hell no. I always find it fascinating when they do that. They do it for a reason. They could have closed below. They chose to close above. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Smash mouth above all the moving averages, pushing on the highs, not there yet, but pushing on the highs. Now, keep in mind, this is important. So they make a high and they make a lower high and they begin to sell off. Now they caught the market or the SMH and now they're pushing up again. The question is, are they going to bust through and make new highs or are we going to see another lower high? And I'll tell you what, if we see, and it's an if, we don't know this, but if we see another lower high, guess what, that's a bearish signal. Of note, it's not a puzzle piece yet, it's something of an awareness to watch for in Smash Mouth. And that seems like a pretty good segue to say that I appreciate each and every one of you and without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.